And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is Christmas Recap. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on all of our social media platforms. You can find those on the website or on any social media platform under murdycreative.co. Also, check us out on Discord if you haven't got a chance. We, um, the Discord link is at the very top of the description below, so check that out. All right, so today we're talking about Christmas. I promised I would go into more detail last episode about what actually happened during the Christmas season, what went right, what went wrong, and, and what we learned from it. So, first and foremost, this Christmas was different from the last Christmas, by a lot, actually. Two Christmases ago, so this would have been Christmas of 2021. We'd had a new marketing firm. We had, I think at the time, nine employees or something along those lines. And we had said that we were going to really hammer hard on the marketing. We were going to hammer hard on the marketing. We were going to do high volume and we were going to push the numbers through the roof. That was the goal. And for those of you that remember, that would have been kind of towards the middle slash end of supply chain problems. And for us, we'd had some issues, but not a ton. We'd been able to manage them pretty well. Leather had been a a hot topic, and we'd talked to our supplier months in advance about getting stuff organized so that we wouldn't run out. So we had done that, and we got that all set up. And so when we went to the marketing team, we said, hammer on the gas. We meant it. I think we didn't, I think there was every day that from basically November 1st on, I don't think we spent less than $1,200 on any of those days. I think 1400 was kind of the going rate. And then I think during Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, I think we spent $3,000 a day. And we were swamped. We were so far behind from the start. Even with nine people, we were way, way behind. And we didn't have nine, I don't think, at the very, very beginning. We ended up hiring people kind of around Black Friday, Cyber Monday to help. But by the time we were coming out of Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, we had over 1,400 things that needed to be made to get caught up to that day, much less the fact that things were continuing to come in every day. But at the time, I thought to myself, you know what? We haven't got our full team at our full strength yet. Once we have everybody in, because we'd hired a couple of people, once we have everybody in, we got them all up to speed. At that point, then we'll be able to really be in good shape, right? We'll be able to really hit the numbers that we need to hit, and everything is going to go really well. Um, so that was my original thinking. And honestly, there wasn't any reason to suspect that wasn't going to be the case until it actually didn't happen. It was about the first weekend of December, I think. And we'd had a Saturday and that Saturday we didn't, we don't normally work Saturdays, but during Christmas sometimes if we need it and we needed it. So we said, everyone will come in this Saturday. Everyone got time and a half. It was going to be a good day. And what ended up happening was we missed our target by a good amount. And that was everybody in the workshop. We had everybody there. We missed our target. And I went home that night and I started to do the math. And I said, okay, let's pretend like what we did today was our actual peak. Where are we at? And it dawned on me at that point that we were not likely going to hit our targets if we shut off orders that day. So in a panic, this was December 6th, I think, at, in a panic, I messaged our marketing team. I said, shut down all of the advertising, stop sending emails, we're not going to do any more announcements, we're going to announce that the cutoff for Christmas ordering is going to be the 8th of December, because we needed to give ourselves time to actually make the content for that. We updated the website, we sent out emails, and we cut off all sales on December 8th. Now, a big part of this was because we didn't get 
the shipment of espresso that we've been waiting for. In fact, the espresso shipment that we had been waiting for was supposed to arrive November 25th, before Cyber Monday, Black Friday. And it was delayed, and it was delayed again, and it was delayed again. And I don't think we really got that mill until January sometime. And it was a bad time. So we had hammered on the gas really early in the season. We'd gone really hard, and then basically we were working... 12-hour days, 10-hour days from December 8th through the end of the season, and we barely, barely got everything out in time. It was hectic all the way up to the end. So this Christmas, I said, let's not do that, because that really killed us in a very real way. I said, let's do it differently this year. Because what ended up happening when we got done with Christmas of 2021 is we realized we weren't very profitable at all. In fact, I think we ended the season maybe... Plus, we were, maybe we were bringing in, I don't even think we brought more than $20,000 in, in profit in November and December. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but a couple of them was the fact that we were spending so much on marketing. We were spending an extraordinarily large amount of money on marketing, which anybody who's had any sort of budgetary expenses marketing, it's like, like, it's like if you've got a bucket that's being filled with water, it's like taking a shotgun blast to the bottom of the bucket. Like you just pour the money out. You can spend so much money on marketing so fast and have it go nowhere. That combined with the immense amount of overtime expense that we needed to have because we had a lot of people and we couldn't really bring anybody else on. It wasn't like we could bring on a normal person and, and, and have everyone work less. We just didn't have that capacity and we didn't have the time to train people for that reason. So the co combination of those things meant that we weren't very profitable. So we did an enormous amount of work, had an enormous amount of stress for not very much profit. And I said, that's not how we're going to do it this year. So we had ordered our leather way, way in advance this year, months, months in ahead. Like we, I think we put our order in for Christmas in July, if I remember correctly. And then we said we wanted the leather for Christmas delivered no later than October 31st. Now, in the end, I don't actually think we got it by October 31st, but we did end up getting it before Christmas really got in full swing. And here's part of the problem. When you order leather for Christmas in July, you don't know what your Christmas is going to look like. And so we ended up scaling back that order, that PO at the last minute, and that obviously had its own problems associated with that. But, and even the, even the leather that we brought in was way too much. That combined with our price increase and the changes that we had made to the product line meant that we said, okay, we're going to do lower volume this year. We're going to do less volume, but we're going to have fewer people. In fact, the team this Christmas was five people total, including me. So we scaled down our labor costs and we scaled down our marketing expense significantly. I think at our peak, I think the, the highest ad spend we had at all during Christmas was about $700 a day. That was, I think, the peak. And we ended up running that model all Christmas long. So it was $700 max on social media advertising. I think maybe we hit 800 one day now that I'm saying that. But it was a low ad spend compared to the $3,000 we were spending at the peak of that last Christmas. It was a much smaller team. And the sales were lower. The sales volume by numbers were a lot lower and were in many ways far more manageable. And with the price increase, the sales revenue was in a pretty healthy space. And so by the end of all of this, we actually ended Christmas being relatively profitable, which was good because it was important because we were way underwater for the first 10 months of the year. I mean, we'd lost money for 10 months of that of the year. And 
the bank wanted to get their money back. So it was really good that we were profitable during Christmas so that we could pay them back. And it's kind of shaping up to be, the question comes to mind when we look at the business is, is the business able to be profitable every month of the year? And the answer is probably not, although we're trying. The real situation is probably that the company will be profitable maybe three or four months out of the year. April seems to be a really good month for us. I think it's because everyone gets their tax returns back. And then once they get all their money back for their tax returns, they go and spend it on things that they've wanted for a while. Everyone feels rich for a couple of weeks. And so for us, um, we do pretty good in April. Obviously, November and December are huge months for us. And then normally we'll have one other month during the year that we are pretty good. It's hard to tell. September actually last year was a pretty good month for us for whatever reason. Um, but the rest of the month, uh, the rest of the year, all eight other months, it's often that we lose money. So that's where being capitalized is important. And that's why the, the Christmas season, especially, we have to be really profitable during that season because otherwise we can't pay the debt. And I'm kind of coming to terms with that. But so this model for this Christmas was, was let's say, let's say we have a much smaller team, a much better controlled cost structure. And that goes back to one of the previous podcasts where I talked about how for us, Every dollar of fixed cost requires about $3 of revenue to compensate for that. So being able to reduce our fixed costs, including marketing as a separate, but not, and that's not a fixed cost, but it's a separate cost. Reducing both of those things actually really took a lot of the pressure off. And it also provided us with a lot of opportunity to do the, the fun things that we wanted to do. We've always talked about doing some sort of last minute, out the door kind of present. We actually had this theory that by having a product that was a quick ship product. You order it today, it'll ship today. No engraving, no personalization, nothing like that. But, you know, it's, 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 we've, we've made it, it's on the shelf, it's ready to go. We've always thought that perhaps if we did that at the last minute for Christmas, we could finally capture some of that last minute shopping. So we had an opportunity to do that this year because we were actually on top of our game come the end of the season. And it answered a question. We did not sell very many of them. I think we sold one of them. So that particular advertising strategy wasn't particularly effective. And that's good to know because that was something we needed to know. We needed to have some evidence to support the theory of whether it was a good idea or not. We've always wondered if we extended our sales, our sales and production time to put the shipping deadlines closer to Christmas, if that would increase our sales overall, if we would have taken, been able to take advantage of that. And the answer was we did. So the fact that we, were, we cut off our sales December 8th of 2021 meant that we were losing a ton of profitability during the, the last two weeks of Christmas, which were obviously the biggest two in some ways. So by doing it this year where we said, okay, well, we're not going to cut off early, but we're also not going to have as much volume earlier, and we're going to keep our volume in a much more controlled way, and we won't push it so hard. We'll be able to take advantage of those later shipping days. We were, and we did, and they had great, great sales those days. So all in all, I think it was a very good opportunity for us to, to kind of practice some of the, the marketing questions that we've had for a while. And I would say that the model itself fundamentally is a good model. It is a model that we will probably use going forward. Christmas, for whatever reason, I mean, I know exactly why it's presence, but Christmas, we can expect a higher return on our ads, even at a low ad spend. It doesn't require us to spend an enormous amount of money to get good returns. So Christmas is an opportunity where we can really be focused on not spending an enormous amount on our costs and just trying to book some profits. On the flip side, we also have to realize that during the other months out of the year, we have to be able to scale back, scale down our marketing appropriately and or keep the marketing that's working and get rid of the marketing that's not. And we've got a lot of new things that we're trying, and I'm happy to talk about more of those um, in some of the later podcasts. We've got a new app that we're using on Shopify that was actually, 
I, we were part of the beta because a friend of mine was who was our Wix um, contact. He was the white glove person that I worked with directly at Wix. He left that company and went and worked for this new startup. So we got a beta program for this new startup. Um, and they are doing a, we are doing AB testing with them on our website. So specific web pages. It has been a wonderful opportunity to do some very interesting studies on what works and what doesn't. I have been fascinated by some of the results. So I'll probably do a whole podcast on what that looks like and how it's been working and give you guys a little insight as to what we're seeing. And I also want to talk about some of the other things that we're, we're doing technologically to improve the, the sales in other ways that are not related to our ad spend. So more organic improvements. But that's all part of kind of the future. And I think a lot of that was made possible because we realized that Christmas was an opportunity for us to really kind of book some profits and that was important. Some of the bad things that Christmas had. It was a struggle to really accurately get our predictions down for what we needed supply chain wise. That was something that we just, it was, and, and our inventory was off in ways that surprised us. And we ended up, thinking we were going to run out of bolts for our number ones way earlier than we, we were going to. And we didn't end up running out at all. And so there was a lot of questions about kind of where that went wrong. And I think if the tool was more appropriately set up, that does our inventory analysis, if we had a better structure for our inventory ledger system, if we could have a better, more accurate data rendering system for our back end and our, our supply and ordering, I think all of those things would help us have avoided some of the mistakes that we made supply chain wise this time around. As I've talked about in the past, the game of all business specifically is balancing the three pillars, labor, supply chain inventory, sales and marketing. Because if you've got way too many sales and marketing and you don't have the labor or you don't have the supply chain for it, you can't do it. If you've got way too much supply chain and not enough labor and not enough marketing, you're not going to do anything. So you have to have all three perfectly balanced. And I think this Christmas we got the labor right. And I think we got the supply chain or we got the marketing right but I think we were missing that supply chain piece so one of the big parts of this first quarter and one of the other topics that we'll talk about in one of these podcasts is our strategic plan for the year but one of the one of the, the things that we're really focusing on this first quarter is basically a complete rebuild of our inventory management system as well as our the system that we use for everything we, we built the tool in-house years ago built on Google Sheets, and it's a very complicated tool that has a lot of interdependent sheets and a lot of other things, and we've really been running into the end of what it's capable of. And we've known that for months now. This has been a project that I think, well, realistically, we probably knew this about last year that we knew this was going to be a problem, but it's been a problem that won't go away. And so we're in the process of saying, well, it's time for us to rebuild our, our tool on a more robust and scalable platform. And I'm not going to lie, that's a daunting challenge. I, we've never done anything like this. And since the tool was built in-house, we want to build it in-house again. I have a strong attitude towards saying anything that we desperately rely on needs to be built in-house because we've got to be able to fix it on the fly when it needs to be fixed if it breaks. I've had experiences both personally and professionally and from people I've observed and businesses I've observed where they use third-party developers to build critical tools and they spend way more than they thought they were going to spend on it, and it's a bigger fiasco than they'd ever thought, and then they're beholden to those developers and what their timeline is to fix things, which for us could be catastrophic. So we are building the tool in-house to replace that, and it's going to be huge. It's a huge project. It's, there's no two ways about it. But the good news is that because we have learned from our past mistakes, we are working on building it on 
a truly scalable platform. We're using the, we're at the moment because everything the company uses is on the Google platform. We're probably going to use the Google cloud, BigQuery, um, AI system, not AI, uh, database system to build the tool that we use for our analysis. And the good news is that that tool is basically infinitely scalable. However much computing power we need to make it run, they'll give us. We just pay for it. So I think this tool will be a much better fit for our needs and it will allow for us to be able to have that accurate information that we need to better organize our, our costs when it comes to supply chain and ordering. And I think with that piece fixed and with the model that we figured out last this last Christmas with the marketing and the labor kind of balance, if we can really balance those three properly this upcoming Christmas, I think we're really going to be able to to kind of get the, the system working the way it needs to be working. And we'll finally be able to pay down the enormous amount of debt that we owe everyone, it seems. Which would be nice, because that's incredibly stressful for me. Is there anything else I wanted to talk about Christmas? Is there any other piece of the puzzle from Christmas that I think was important? Nothing that comes to mind. There were obviously some changes on the fly to the way that we packaged the product, the way that we shipped the product. It happened with the, the luxury shift happened very abruptly. And there were some things that we learned very quickly during Christmas and we changed and I'm glad we changed them. Um, so that was a learning process for us, for sure. If I were to go back, would I do it again? Not in the same way, that's for sure. But it was, it was good. And I think one of the things, I, I jokingly told Meryl this, that um, I'm going to get her a glass case that's going to have a tire iron in it and it's, it's going to have painted on it, like in case of Colin's ideas in October, break glass. And she's supposed to just beat me over the head with a tire iron if I've got any great ideas come October because they always, always mess up our finely tuned machine that we have been spending months getting finely tuned. And this year especially, I did it right before the biggest season of the year, and that's not a good idea. So I'm going to save all my good ideas for the new year if that happens again. But it won't because we're going to get those things figured out now. All in all, I am very happy with how this Christmas went. It was... It was more stressful in some ways and less stressful in others, which is good, right? That's what you want. You want to figure out where the stresses that you can manage are. And I'm very happy with the way our team performed. We had an excellent group of people that were very, very skilled. And, and I think that's part of this. I think that's a big piece of this as well. Um, and so I'm really glad that we're able to afford to keep everyone on throughout the year in this regard and have them do other things as well during the non-Christmas season to help build out the company in other ways because there's a lot of opportunity for us. I mean, the, this company has barely scratched the surface of what I think the market is capable of bearing and what we can pull off from a marketing and manufacturing standpoint. So I think there's an enormous amount of opportunity ahead of us and taking advantage of that with our people will be the best way forward because I think bringing a lot of that in-house will allow us to, like I said, to control it better and to be less dependent on others that may not be able to be reliable or be on the right time schedule for us. But I would love to hear your thoughts. Has anyone built a database program on BigQuery or Google or any other program where they've built a, a, a system that is used to take data in, analyze it, calculate it, spit answers out? And if so, tell me about it. Did you like the tool you built? Did you not like the tool that you built it on? Is there things that you would recommend or programs that you've liked using that has allowed you to, to do that? I would love to hear more about that. For those of you that bought product during Christmas, when did you buy it and why? We did a lot of different marketing tactics from the beginning of November 1 all the way through to December 21st. I mean, we had things going every 
every different part of Christmas from the very earliest to the very end. So if you bought a product, what made you buy it then? Was there an email that you saw? Was there, was it just the right time? Did somebody, does something external happen? Did your wife or your girlfriend or your mother or somebody, somebody say something like, hey, you should get this present for this person. And then you're like, oh, well, this is a good thing to get. What made you buy then? Because we cannot figure out why people buy at certain times. And if we can really get a nail down on that, that'll be a huge help. So if you got any insight on about what, what made you buy when, I would love to hear more about that because that's important. And if you've got more ideas for things that you would love to see coming into the new year, or if you've got ideas for, for podcasts that you're like, I want to know more about this and how this is going, ask. I would love to talk about it. I really do. But first, I want to say thank you, obviously, to everyone who subscribed. Please like, subscribe, share. Uh, get, hit the notification bell, obviously, if you're watching on YouTube. We do want to you guys to get notified. Um, if you've got any questions or concerns, we're, we're available. We love to talk to you. Our website's got our contact form on the main page, and you can give us a phone call at 414-434-9001. We're available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. You can also text us, at, text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001, or leave us a voicemail if you do. Um, if you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us. If you want to leave a review, go to murdycreative.co slash review. Not murdycreative.co slash reviews. That'll take you to what our reviews are. But if you want to leave us a review, you can say murdycreative.co slash review. Alternatively, you can say murdycreative.co slash review on Google or review on Facebook. And that'll take you to leave a review on Google or Facebook. So definitely check those out. Leave us a review. It really does help us if you got the product. We really do appreciate that. Um, please tell your friends and family about this. We've got a rewards program on our website. You can check that out in the bottom left-hand corner of the main page of the website. We would love to, to have you share us. We really want that. That kind of word of mouth is a huge part of just the success of this company overall. You, can't, you couldn't believe the number of times um, we get messages from people saying, hey, my brother sent me this and it's amazing and I love it. I'm so glad I bought it. That's a huge part of how we, we spread the message. So please share that with your friends and family. We have bulk discounts available, so if you're looking to get a bunch of things, definitely get those. We've got those. We want to help you. The bulk discounts apply automatically in your cart, and it's just based off the total cart quantity, so you can mix and match to your heart's desire. We also have our customizer. Now, currently, the tool is currently still in the process of getting all the way back up. When we launched the Americano, we had to take it down so that we could update the pictures and the products and everything like that. So it's just taking a little while because there's a lot of pieces that go into that. By the time you're listening to this podcast, a lot of it should be back up, but on the off chance it's not, you can obviously send us an email and we'd be happy to make a custom mock-up for you as well as an order link. Um, there's no minimum order quantity, so you can get just one of something if you want to get just one, but the engraving cost um, is also subject to the bulk discount. So if you're going to get something for your company, uh, that actually can go down quite a bit from there. And that's, we, we love that. That's wonderful. Um, so check that out on the website. If you see anything else on the website that you want to have, you have questions about, we're obviously happy to help. We are currently running, not to, to end on a high note, we are currently running a Valentine's Day sale. This is something we very, very rarely ever do. I should have mentioned this at the top. We are running a 20% off everything sale. We never run this kind of a sale. So if you want to buy just one of something and get 20% off, now is the time. It is the time. It is one of the few times. I can't remember the last time we ran a sale like this. Literally, I can't actually remember when we've ever run a sale like this. So definitely go get that done. It is a limited time. I can promise you it is a limited time. This is not something I want to do for very long. Uh, we just need the cash right now. So go buy that gift for your loved one. It's Valentine's Day sale. So it's Valentine's Day coming up. Get something for yourself. You might be one of your loved ones. You should be one of your loved ones. So get something for yourself if you'd like or get something for those people who are special in your life. You can go check that out on the website. Everything is automatically discounted. It's, the price is right there. Um, and check that out if you're interested. But please buy something. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.